40-man roster update time. We've made some moves over the last couple of weeks during the holiday season, literally yesterday. So we're just going to look at where the organization stands at the present moment. We've done that a few times. Another check-in to where the roster stands. And, uh, yeah, that's today's show. All on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, 2000. And 22, thank you for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, we are back. Sorry if you're watching on YouTube and I'm like fixing the camera. I have that little, there was a little white thing like speck right here on the screen. It was bothering me, so now it's gone. Okay, we're back. We're back. Uh, we're just going to do a, a nice little roster update. Nice little organization, top to bottom. Made some moves yesterday if you're listening on Wednesday. And we're just going to talk talk some ball, talk some shop. Uh, we're going to go over where the roster currently stands. And what I, like most of it is the same. Like I'm not trying to make it sound like there's like a ton of moves that you just don't know about, right? Like you would know about them if they were if, if there was a – uh, a, a big move, an earth-shattering move. You would know about it. I'm not trying to say that, but uh, th- there have been some additions to the minor league side of things. There have been some really like under-the-radar trades. There have been, of course, Scott Harris loves his waiver claims. There's been trades of players that we claimed via waivers. Just like a, a really a lot of just like small moves that – Get, get us to where we are right now on Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Did I say 22? Dang it. Okay, I'm 0 for 2, I'm pretty sure, to start the year. I'm pretty sure. Well, I caught myself in the first one, but yeah, we're, we're 0 for 2. We're, we're 0 for. We're batting 0 for. Just, uh, it's the Tigers. That's pretty on brand, I feel like. I feel like that's, a, that's an on brand thing for me to do. Start off 0 for. Okay, so. Let's just, I I think the easiest way to do this is honestly just go over the 40 man first and just like if there's any names that pop out as like, oh, like who is this person? Where do they come from? Have we talked about them on the show yet? Then we will discuss them. Uh, First off, I, I almost said first and foremost, but I didn't. That's called growth. Happy New Year. Okay. So first off is Mario Feliciano. Uh, He is a catcher that is 24 years old, okay? And we have another catcher move to go over later. I I understand the frustration, okay? I I know. And, And, like, this is not in regards to Mario Feliciano. I'm sure he's a great dude. I understand the fan base's frustration at the moment. I understand that nobody, everybody is upset every time one of these small moves are made, right? We get Nevin. Everybody's pissed off. Oh, my goodness. We brought in another, like, bottom of the 40-man roster type of player. And just, like, every addition that we make is just people that are very, very upset. 
don't be upset at these moves in a vacuum. Just it's fine to be upset that we haven't made a like a big move or like a legitimate addition. That's if if you want to be upset about that, that's your right. Go go for it. Okay. And, and that like there's a lot of uh that's very justifiable. There's a lot of of legitimacy in that. However, these moves of like the small moves at the bottom of the 40 man where it's just continuously turning over and different players coming in and going out and whatever, that's good. That's healthy. That's the sign of a, a of a well-run front office. Go look at any other premier front office in the game of baseball. That's how their off-seasons look, especially in the early stages of their competitive window, okay? And I'm not saying that, like, oh, this is 100% going to work and look at us. We're, you know, five years from now, we're going to be raising our World Series trophy. I'm not trying to guarantee anything like that. However, that that's what teams in the early stages of competitiveness or at the end of rebuilds do, it, or in rebuilds, period, do. This is what good front offices do with bad teams. There's a, a, a plethora of examples. This is healthy. This is good. Okay? So you can continue to be upset at, at the lack of, of major league additions to the offense, and I will not get in your way. I'm not going to get in your way ever. But I, I will not stand in your way and be like, that's really dumb. You shouldn't do that. Go for it. F go for it. Okay, I, I understand. But these small moves, the, the only reason that people are upset with them is because there aren't any big, like it all goes back to just no big moves are being made. And that's what's really upsetting people. You're not actually mad that the Tigers brought in Mario Feliciano to the 40-man roster in a vacuum. That move in a vacuum, you're not actually mad about that. Okay, you're not. I promise you're not. You don't know. Like, no one knows enough about him. No one knows what he could be still. We'll talk about his profile and everything here in a second. But, like, you're not actually mad about a third-string catcher on a 40-man roster. You're mad that the, the, the overall status of the 40-man roster, and this is the move we're choosing to do rather than bring in Contreras or last year Real Muto or whatever. Right? Okay. Glad we got that cleared up. So let's talk about the player then. Okay. So Mario Feliciano, former highly regarded prospect at one point in his career, uh, back in 2019 for the Milwaukee Brewers. I think he peaked at number six. I think Baseball America had him at number six uh, in their organizational prospects. Golly, I should really clarify that a lot better. He was not the number six prospect in the entire game of baseball. Number six prospect in the Brewers organization at one point. That's, I, I believe, the highest he got according to BA. Everybody, you know, every everybody's site is different, so who knows where he peaked on other sites. But on BA, I think that's the highest he got. Um, and, and, you know, originally coming out and just becoming a professional, geez, I don't know why that took so long to, to, to get out. Um, <laughs> well, when he first started playing professionally is what I was trying to say. He was kind of labeled as a as a bat first, gonna hit pretty well catcher, and ever I guess the last few years have been a disappointment, and that's why he finds himself 
on the Detroit Tigers as it stands currently. Because, Well, I guess the Toledo Mudhens because he's not on the Major League roster. He's on the 40-man roster. Last year in Milwaukee, he had five at-bats at the Major League level. Walked in one of them. Okay, cool. Five at-bats. Who cares? He had 77 games, 311 plate appearances at the AAA level. Had a 274 average, a 326 on base percentage, and a 386 slug. Not fantastic. That's a 90 WRC plus. I mean, we can we can call it what it is, right? That's not an incredible stat line, especially for it being at AAA. Uh, and then in 2021, had one plate appearance. He walked in it. So there you go. Uh, and then in AAA in 2021, in 114 plate appearances, had a 210 average, a 246 OBP, and a 314 slug. That's not very good either. So, as you can see, this is a former highly regarded prospect that uh, I guess ever since the COVID year, yeah, ever since the COVID year, really uh, flew up the rankings, the organizational ladder, got up into the high parts of the minor leagues, and honestly has just really struggled at the plate ever since then. So, that is where... We find ourselves at the catcher position, Mario Feliciano. We'll talk about him a little bit more than the, just the catcher position at a whole. And then because we, we added more players, we, we're just adding a ton of catchers, but none of them are like major league starting catchers. So we'll keep breaking that down right after I tell y'all about our friends over at bet online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Second segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. And he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us, baby. Okay, so there's Feliciano. Um, look, man, like this, again, this, I know that this is not like super exciting. Like, yes, he used to be not even really like a top, top prospect, but like was viewed at decently fondly by the organization he was with at one point. But that was like going on four years ago by the time he, he will suit up for the Mudhens in 2023. Like, I, I understand the optics of this are not, oh my goodness. Like what I, I get it. I, I under, I'm looking at the same numbers you are right. Like I, I, I understand. Um, but again, th this is like healthy organizations are constantly turning over the bottom of their 40 man roster. And that's what this team is doing. And one of the reasons you can point to as to why teams do that a, is you're just trying to see if anything will stick. Uh, but when you're not playing games, like we are not in the off season, obviously it it's also can lead to a situation like what happened with Bly Madras. Bly Madras was, on Tuesday, traded for cash considerations. And I know I'm not, again, not trying to hype that up as like an amazing trade. I promise I'm not. But that is why you do that. Because Bly Madras was DFA'd by a different organization, what, Houston? And then 
you claimed him. Then you DFA'd him. No one picked him up. So he wasn't even on the 40-man roster yesterday when we traded him. And then we just got some money for him. Whether that's, I mean, you know, that number will never be disclosed. Whether that's thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, hundreds of whatever. They turned a, a player that was not on the organization two months ago. He never played a game for the Tigers and was not even on the 40-man roster. And they turned it into cash. That's, like, I'm not going to say that's a win. Because, like, I know you don't care. I know. I don't care either. Who cares? But, like, that that's why front offices do that. Not the only reason. Obviously, again, you have situations like J.D. Martinez, where, like, you're turning over the bottom part of the 40-man, then you find a diamond in the rough. Like, that's obviously a one-in-a-million thing, but it does happen, and that's why good organizations do that. The other reason is maybe they can become an asset and you can get something in return for them someday. And that someday for Bly Madris, unfortunately, just happened to be like six weeks after a different organization DFA'd him. Okay, so that was another move that was made for whatever that is worth to you, I guess. We have to keep talking about the catcher position. So the thing about Feliciano that's kind of weird to me is like I understand the optics of you know, it, it looks like at the catcher position, this team is just rather than going out and getting that bona fide 1A, like starting caliber catcher, they're just going to go out. They're, they're going to go with Hasi and Rogers, is what it seems like. And then they're just going to get a billion backup catchers. And if they need a catcher at some point in the season, which I promise you they will. I promise you Rodgers and Haas are not going to be 100% healthy for 162 games. Then they're just going to start throwing darts again and just be like, oh, well, which one of our uh, plethora, I've really been using that word a lot lately, plethora of backup catchers and organizational depth catchers are we going to use today? And which hopefully one of these stick. And may, at the beginning, that's probably going to be Feliciano because he's the one that's on the 40-man roster, at least as of January 4th. But again, like that doesn't really mean anything. Like Bly Madris was on the 40-man a month ago. Like it, it, it's it, – that's why I didn't even really – like I stopped bringing up all the waiver claims on the show because like, I, like I'll, I'll talk about trades. I'll talk about whatever. But we can just do a round-robin recap of, like, all of the waiver claims, like, once every few weeks because that's how often we're adding and getting rid of people uh, at the bottom of this roster. Again, healthy. Healthy. So, early on, it'll be Feliciano. The other addition that was made on Tuesday, well, it was reported on Tuesday. Apparently, he signed before Christmas, but uh, according to some beat writers, but Made publicly known, I guess you would say, Andrew Knapp. Now, Andrew Knapp's another dude that if you remember those like 2014 to 16 Philadelphia Phillies, Andrew Knapp was supposed to be like one of the catchers of the future. Like he was supposed to be in that mix and especially like back when, because he was drafted in, 2013 so like back when Rio Muto was still on the Marlins and stuff and like before that whole thing happened 
Andrew Knapp at one point was, I'm not saying they thought he was like a cornerstone or again, that he was like a top 20 prospect in baseball or anything like that. Cause, cause he never was even close to that, but there, he was a top 10 organizational prospect for Philly as well. He peaked at like eight or nine in their organization. Um, and they had some decent names at the top of, of that era. So this is another dude that at one point was thought of really pretty highly. Now, the difference is Feliciano is still only 24 years old. Knapp is 31. So that prospect status really holds pretty much zero weight at this point in his career. Um, Knapp, again, time with the Phillies. That's where I'm sure most people remember him for. Just played for the Phillies in 2021. 2017 through 2021 uh, was a member of the Phillies. And then last year played for like three or four different teams all in one calendar season. And even that, like, didn't even spend too much time at the major league level. So, uh, and the biggest thing is he, I mean, again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to try to give you blind optimism and try and act like these guys that we're bringing in are like real game changers. Andrew Knapp, like, can't hit at the major league level. Like, we, we can be honest. You're getting him because of defense. And... I know that we saw what happened with that when we kind of put all of our eggs in the in the defensive jar uh, last season with Barnhart, and I I had the pie on my face in that one. I really liked the Barnhart move. Uh, this one, a few differences. One, we're not bringing in Andrew Knapp's not on the forty man roster. This is a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. He's not even on the forty man. Okay, and and like he he won't be, I would imagine not unless he again does really well in spring training with that invite and somehow plays his way onto the forty man roster. Like this this dude's not even on the forty man roster, whereas Barnhart was expected to be like the one A starting catcher for this team, right? So big difference in expectations there. Um, but yeah, I mean again, he has a batting average barely over two hundred, a slugging percentage barely over three hundred. It's not great. His career OPS is 623. Uh, The one thing that he can do at the plate, though, on a consistent basis is his entire career. You guessed it. He draws walks. He draws walks at a really, really solid clip, to be honest with you. Career number of almost 12% walk rate in 873 plate appearances, uh, 325 games played at the major league level across what is that, five, six years now? So very on brand. Now, he also strikes out a ton, strikeout rate over 30%. Uh, but for whatever it's worth to you, again, look, this is a depth catcher. This is a depth catcher signing. I I, I, I don't understand the being all up in arms. And again, like you're, you're, you're not mad at this move in a vacuum. Like you're not. You can't be. I, I, that's, that's preposterous. No one dislikes Andrew Knapp this much, okay? Or, or Feliciano or like, what you know what I mean? Like that's that's just not, that that's, you're not mad at these moves in a vacuum. You're mad at the broader picture and how it, it's kind of ugly at the moment, okay? So for whatever it's worth to you, that is another new addition of the catcher position. Now, uh, uh, I don't even know if I want to say this part. I have to. We have to bring this up. Career war is about negative one for Andrew Knapp. Um, That might be all I want to say on it. I don't even know if I want to say anything else. Career war of negative 0.9. 
in a negative 0.4 last year, a negative 1.1 1 .1 in 2021, a positive 0 0.5 in 2020, positive 0 0.2 in 2019, negative 0 0.4 in 2018, and a positive 0 0.3 in 2017. His offensive numbers have just really, uh, like, unfortunately, just never been good. The only season they were even remotely good was in the 2020 shortened season, and that was in 89 plate appearances. Outside of that year, it's pretty much like sub-200 averages, some sub-300 slugging percentages in there. His career WRC plus is 69. Not nice. Not at all. So that is the, the newest addition, excuse me, the newest addition of the Detroit Tigers organization. And that's it for the catcher position. I guess most of these moves were kind of catcher based. Well, I guess Blyman Driss was an outfielder. We talked about that earlier. Okay, let's wrap up. Just talk about some other small, whatever moves, additions, subtractions on the 40-man roster. We'll do that right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Third and final segment, Locked on Tigers. I know that this is, is not the most exciting episode in the world. I'm I'm not trying to sell you these players. Like I'm not trying to sell you that that anybody we've talked about so far, anybody we will talk about as far as these waiver claims go or these trades go with Nevin right a couple of days ago. I'm not trying to sell you that any of these dudes are going to be like huge game changers. I, I I don't think they really will be. But organizational depth is important. For the most part, the organizational depth they've required has been on brand, which is at least, again, whether you love or hate the offseason so far, at least there's some sort of an identity. And the depth matches said identity. So that's all fine and dandy. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I had something else to say, but I guess not. Okay. Let's get into the remainder of some of the moves that have taken place or just like small addition subtractions to the 40 man. Um, well, honestly, I think the only, now that Madris is gone, the only other one that I really thought was worth bringing up is honestly no longer like fine to bring up <laughs> Zach Logue was claimed, but, and then Angel DeJesus was DFA'd, and that was like a move, and people were like, oh, Angel DeJesus, why are we DFA'ing him? And then now, Logue is off the 40-man after these uh, additions and after Nevin. So, like, uh, not even really, I, I guess, worth it anymore. Um, For old Tigers news, I know that some people really care about like where former Tigers are. Uh, for whatever it's worth to you, Willie Castro is a member of the Minnesota Twins. So there you go. Willie will be in Minnesota. I cannot wait for him to have a game where he goes six for six with four home runs against us and everybody – writing me messages about how it was so dumb to let him go and everything. I, I truly, I can't wait for it. I'm looking, I, I, every night I think about it and I just can't wait for that moment. So uh, that'll be super fun. 
when he, when he has his revenge game against us. And it will probably come considering it's not a major league deal. I believe it was a minor league deal. Uh, so we'll see how much playing time he's going to he's going to get legitimately at the Minnesota Twins at the major league level. But uh, interdivision, him and then Victor Reyes to the White Sox. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when it happened. But uh, it seems like a lot of these dudes are are staying close to home. So uh, again, for whatever that's worth to you, I don't think Harold's gone anywhere yet. So we're still waiting on him to go somewhere else. That's pretty much it. Uh, look, I, I we're at a, a point in the offseason where everyone's patience is incredibly thin. Everybody wants something to happen. And every time you see, oh my goodness, wait, something happened. And then you check your phone and then it's like a depth catcher that is not even on the 40-man roster. I understand the frustration that comes with that. I feel it too. I am, I, I'm with you. I agree. Yes. Same feelings, same emotions. But like I keep trying to reiterate those moment, those moves, rather these moves in a vacuum are are not what you have a problem with. It's the, it's the big picture that you're frustrated with the the big picture of the entire, the optics of the entire off season are ugly, but these moves in a vacuum, if they were sprinkled around really big signings, no one would be upset about them. Okay? But there haven't been any big signings. So I understand the frustration. Okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. If you're next listen, check on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like us, baby. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Pray for Damar Hamlin. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I'll catch you all Friday, baby. Go Tigers.